Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back uh, to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to uh, for Raider news uh, and analysis. Before we bring in Sam Gordon, our great co-host, uh, just wanted to remind everybody that Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casinos STN Sports uh, and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. Sam Gordon, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us as you do on uh, every week as our great co-host here uh, on First and Ten. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, good, Vinny. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, you know, we are a, uh, a day away from uh, finally being able to uh, take a look uh, at this version of the Raiders out on the grass. That'll happen on Thursday over at the practice facility uh, in Henderson. Uh, the Raiders, as all teams in the NFL did, um, opened up uh, phase three of OTAs this week. That means they're allowed to get on the field. Uh, they're allowed to uh, line up 11 on 11, first team offense, first team defense, seven on seven, seven on nine. Uh, so uh, at this time of year, uh, it is uh, the best version of football that we can get. And uh, Sam, uh, I'm, I'm curious on, on what we're going to see, what what certain things are going to look like, what, where certain players line up uh, tomorrow. And I would imagine um, you feel the same way. Yes, yeah, specifically where we're talking about that offensive line. I know it's early and I know we're not going to I'm not going to rush to any conclusions based on what I see tomorrow. But what is this offensive line going to look like outside of Colton Miller on the left side? Has anybody really solidified their starting spot? What is that competition going to look like? How are these young rookies going to come in there and leave their imprint on whatever competition there is up front? So that, for me, is what I'm most excited to see. But, of course, just in general, this is going to be our first time seeing what a what a Josh McDaniels you know practice looks like, right, Vinny? Like, what – is his style like what is what how is what is the tempo uh, of a practice like uh, of an OTA like with um, Josh McDaniels that's what I'm excited to see how about you how about yourself yeah um I, I would be willing to pay him if he came out in a hoodie by the way uh, <laughs> <laughs> a scraggly old uh with holes in it you know and cut off yeah. and all that uh, I think everyone knows what I'm talking about uh in that regard um yeah, and 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 Sam, uh, without question, uh, I think you hit the uh, hit the first um, uh, hot topic uh, spot, and that's that's the offensive line, uh, and specifically um, Alex Leatherwood. Uh, we've we've talked so much about Alex Leatherwood, uh, and it was interesting, Sam. I talked to some uh, some uh, uh, coaches from last year's staff uh, just to kind of get an idea of like, hey, what what really happened? You know what I'm saying? Like, why why the move of Alex Leatherwood? What really uh, was the catalyst uh, for all that? Um, and, and I gotta say, uh, Sam, uh, the, the message that I got back and the feedback that I got back was it really wasn't so much about what Alex Leatherwood was or wasn't doing at right tackle. The Raiders understood last year, you know, that, that there was going to be some growing pains. You know, he was going from college to the NFL. Um, he was, uh, you know, that there, there's always going to be a learning curve, uh, as a college offensive lineman to a, to an NFL offensive lineman. The Raiders understood that. Uh, and they felt like um, no matter what it looked like um, throughout the year, uh, they were they were content with sticking with him uh, and staying with him uh, and letting uh, him develop at right tackle, which is what the plan was. Um, so moving him wasn't because of what he was or wasn't doing at right tackle. It literally had everything to do with they lost Richie Incognito and they lost Denzel Good, you know, yeah. the first half of the first game. 
Um, and so as I was reminded, you know, all of a sudden Alex Leatherwood, who was expecting to be playing next to Denzel Good, a veteran, who was going to be the presence, veteran presence between um, Alex and, and new center Andre uh, James, all of a sudden that dynamic got taken out of it. And here comes Jermaine Illuminar, who had just showed up to the scene as the right guard. Um, and then on top of that, John Simpson had to replace Richie Incognito at left guard because Incognito went down with an injury in training camp. So every, the whole plan kind of blew up in the Raiders' face. And, and as I was told, uh, they were in scramble mode, just trying to figure out after a few games, um, and it wasn't working. And I think Jermaine Illuminar struggling at guard um, played a big role in this. And they had to figure out, all right, what's the next best starting five? You know, uh, after all these injuries and everything that's happened, um, what can we do to, to create a better starting five than what we have? Um, and so that meant... Leatherwood, who had some positional flexibility, moving to guard, and Brandon Parker, who really is just strictly a guard, moving to right tackle to try to create some sort of stability on the right side of the uh, offensive line. Um, but the point being, uh, uh, Sam, had Denzel Good not gotten hurt, Alex Leatherwood would have played the full season at right tackle. Mm. And who knows what the narrative would be right now had that been had that plan uh, been executed, um, but it, he wasn't. And the last images that anyone has of him at right tackle was he was struggling as most rookies do. Um, but I think if you talk to NFL people and, and the people that were on the staff last year and other NFL people that I've talked to, there is a belief that he can definitely be a viable right tackle. You don't find people that are that big, that lengthy, uh, that smart, that athletic, that strong. Uh, there aren't that many people like that. And Alex Leatherwood is one of them. And I think this staff, Sam, sees that um, potential as well. And I think that their preference would be for him to, to win that starting right tackle job. Vinny, can you remind me quickly who, who the starting left tackle is uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders real quick before we before we get, before I get going? Let here. me let me look through my notes here. Um, oh, uh, Colton Miller. Um, how did he play his his first you know year or two in the NFL? How did that go for him? Lots of ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. And how, I mean, you'd think that, that pick seemed to work out for the Raiders, right? Vinny is one of the best left tackles in the NFL now. One of the, certainly one of the best pass blocking left tackles. Obviously very good in the run game, too. Point being, Vinny, sometimes these things take time, right? And, and to your point, not necessarily a surprise that Alex Leatherwood had his struggles. And when you're juggling in between positions, you're not playing with the veterans that you thought you'd be playing uh, next to. And then, of course, uh, the, the, all the, the issues the Raiders had away from football last year, those, did, those certainly didn't help anything by any means. So I guess, I guess the point I want to make is sometimes guys develop at, at different paces, at different speeds. Maybe the new coaching staff having a little bit more stability with the, on the offensive line, having a new offensive line coach, having a new staff as a whole – is what it takes to bring out to bring Alex to bring the best out in Alex Leatherwood, right? It, it just I'm I'm yeah. Of course, his play last year was, was discouraging. I don't think there's any question about that. But he was a rookie. I mean, that doesn't mean he's done. That doesn't mean he can't evolve into the player that the Raiders thought he would be. So if he does, does indeed move back to tackle and has you know now he has a year of NFL experience under him, he's going to have a full off season to address. To, to, to address the weaknesses in his game and now a brand new set of eyes, several sets of eyes to evaluate him. I think, look, I think it's far too, far too early to, to just write Alex Leatherwood off uh, as a failure. Let's see what he does with the new staff. Let's see what he does now that he has a year of experience. Like Colton Miller, it took him a couple of years to find his footing and that pick worked out. The same, maybe we can say the same about Alex Leatherwood, 
depending on how he performs, of course, not only this week, but throughout the course of training camp and into the season as well. Yeah, keep in mind, there's a very good chance that Denzel Good is back as the starting right guard. Um, and and so uh, that that will help as well. And uh, you, you can't understate um, a lot of the communication that happens along the offensive line. Why, what, you know, why when we talk about uh, who is playing alongside, especially a rookie. And as I was pointed out from, from last year's uh, staff members to me, you're also talking about a guy in um, Andre James who had never played, who was, had never started a season at, at, at center before. This was a, a converted tackle uh, at UCLA to center who was starting for the first time uh, in the NFL as a full-time starter. So you also had that dynamic going on uh, as well. Um, so there were a lot of issues that played into some of the changes that they made above and beyond what the player was doing in Alex Leatherwood at right tackle. So, um, and to your point, uh, and, and I think, you know, I don't want to read too much into it, uh, Sam. Um, and, and there's, there could be changes or additions, um, you know, uh, once the Raiders get through this phase of the off season and have a better idea of what, what exactly that they are, are what they're dealing with Alex Leatherwood included. Um, but, but I think that, uh, you know, if, if they were try if they were you know trying to figure this thing out, giving him that opportunity to win back the right tackle spot, um, I think that's the plan that they want to that they want to roll with, um, and it's up to him now, obviously. And and with a new coach, and and I guess the bigger point is the fact that they didn't do anything major um, along the offensive line, especially at right tackle. Kind of doesn't it lead you to believe that maybe they think based on their study, their film study, and, and the eyeballs that they've put on uh, all of this, including the game tape, that they have some sort of a confidence level that that answer um, is, is in the building? Yeah, I definitely think so. And just kind of based on how Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels have played this whole thing, right, it seems like there's been a, a very clear plan with, with everything they do. They approach this offseason with a plan, with the draft, with free agency, with the trades that they made, with the moves that they made, very clear Upgrade the offense. Get more. Get more explosive on the perimeter. Right. Add pass rushing. Uh, bring in a defensive coordinator that's going to be versatile and multiple. Just all the little things seem to suggest that there's a big picture plan. And my guess, Vinny, to your point, based on the lack of movement on that offensive line, that plan includes player development, developing some of the young offensive linemen, including Alex Leatherwood, making sure that he's up to speed and can be a part of this program. So with with this, with the fact that they have a plan, I think has to be encouraging for Raiders fans. That it would seem like they have a plan. Um, that has to be big. So if he can um, develop and continue his development and reassert himself at that right tackle, that shores up. I think that answers one of those the major questions that have been, that has been plaguing the Raiders throughout the course of this offseason. Now, let me ask you this, Vinny: If he is able to to come back, like you said, if he gets that first opportunity to go out there and solidify um, his, the, the the right tackle spot. And Denzel Good is back at right guard. How do you see the comp- the competition shaping up at center and left guard? Is are, are we to assume that 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 Andre James is, is the incumbent, or could, or could we see the young fella out of Memphis compete for that job as well? That's what I'm curious about. How does that left guard and that center spot shape up if Alex Leatherwood seizes the right tackle and Denzel Good is back at right guard? Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. You know, I think that that's obviously something that we're going to keep an eye on tomorrow. But here's, like, just from my vantage point, Sam, right? Yep. Um, I felt like I felt like Andre James, especially toward, you know, in that second half of the season, um, really took some strides forward um, at, at, at center, right? So, um, and I felt like he did enough 
this is just my vantage point. Yeah. I felt like he did enough um, for for uh, the organization to say, you know what, um, he's he's the guy. We're we're good with that, you know. Um, uh, and 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 with a belief that you know maybe better days, even even better days are, are ahead for him. So yep. to me, I think you. I think if if it was up to me. Uh, my first preference would be grow with him. Let him continue to be the center and and, and see how far uh, he can take it. Uh, and let Dylan Parham um, start off at least at the position that he played um, for the most part in college at, at guard. Yeah. Uh, and and let him and John Simpson sort of battle it out for that for that job. And you know uh, let the best man win and all that. I kind of think that eventually it'll probably be Dylan Parham with with uh, a guy like John Simpson kind of um, stepping back into a, a reserve role uh, and being an experienced backup, but it'll be whoever, whoever wins that job wins that job. But I, but I think for, for Parham kind of feel like, I mean, at least the way I'm looking at it, maybe he starts out a guard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the sense I'm, I'm getting too. And just kind of curious again to see how it all looks on the grass um, tomorrow. But if that is, if that is the unit you have, you know, you have, a, uh, I think a much better blend than either what we saw last year of youth, and experience. I think Denzel Good, if he's back and is healthy, is so is so vital to this unit. We remember what he did in 2020, sliding all across the offensive line, really being one of the stabilizing forces of that unit that I thought played pretty well that year, given the ins and outs that they had in the lineup uh, with COVID-19. So I, I think it's it's important to you know embellish that with him coming back, it changes the entire dynamic. I think there's a trickle down effect that could make everybody better, put everybody else in the appropriate position to be successful. And here's the other thing, if we play it out a little bit further. Um, all right. So let's say Alex Leatherwood does decisively uh, win the right tackle position. Um, and, and, you know, Dil- or, uh, uh, Denzel Good is the right guard. And, you know, Dylan Parham or John Simpson's the left guard. And Andre Jam's the center. And Colton Miller is the, is the left tackle. Now you have Brandon Parker moving back to a swing tackle position. And I know that, you know, Brandon Parker – you know, um, he, he, he's 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 not a Hall of Fame player. He's not a Pro Bowl caliber player. But Sam, as a now extremely experienced uh, backup tackle, you, you could do worse than that. You know what I'm saying? Like like it's it's not the worst option. Uh, and 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 you know, if we're if we're being honest here, Brandon Parker just started a whole bunch of games on a playoff team and on a team that pushed you know the the Bengals. Uh, to the brink uh, uh, in, in the first round of the playoffs. He's not somebody that's going to go out there and embarrass himself. He's going to be able to play at a, um, you know, uh, a, a well enough level on a playoff caliber team if he gets called upon. 77% of the snaps um, last year of any offensive. We started 13 games played in all 17. Uh, so, yeah, there, I mean, there's value in having somebody like him, just a part of your, a part of that, a part of that room, a part of that unit. There's flexibility there. There's experience and, Dare I say, he's a veteran now. Like, he's a veteran. And I think having veterans, whether they're starters or backups, is so important on a position or uh, in, in an area like the offensive line, you know, for a number of reasons. We, we saw kind of how youth affected um, the Raiders last season. I, again, with, with Denzel Goodback, um, with Brandon Parker still in the fall, with Colton Miller now entering his age 27 season, feels like this group is, is starting to grow up a little bit and maturing um, with the rest of the offense. Of course, we still have to see how that shakes out. I'm, I'm, there's still a ton of questions in terms of performance, I'm just talking about experience level. I don't think, you know, the inexperience is, is, is factor is going to play as much of a role uh, this season moving forward, just based on the group that they have right now. Yeah. They, they, they have a bunch of guys right now that have played a lot of football, um, you know, and, and that's, that's, a, that's, that's a good thing. And, uh, and that includes 
uh, Denzel Good, um, you know, who, who's coming back. So, um, you know, uh, I think that the best thing for the Raiders is to just develop some sort of continuity, which is something that they haven't had on the offensive line uh, for a couple of years now. Uh, if they can just be able to to come up with a, a, a best form or group of five and be able to count on them game in and game out, uh, I think that would go a long way. Again, it's something that they haven't had. Uh, it's been a turnstile at offensive line because of injuries. Um, and and while you know that caused uh, you know uh, a struggle last year without question, it also meant a bunch of young players getting a lot of snaps last year and uh, developing one way or another. And, and you learn from the good and you learn from the bad. Uh, and I think this this whole group individually and collectively is going to be better off uh, for, for for that experience. Uh, so so we'll see. Uh, on the other side of the football, defensively, um, you know. Uh, the, the Raiders added a lot of new defensive linemen. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what that looks like, um, you know, uh, tomorrow when we, when we get a look uh, at the Raiders linebacker, um, you know, I think Dylan Parham and, and Divine Diablo, you can, you can definitely uh, write in pen, but who claims that third linebacker uh, position um, is Tyree Gillespie pushing for, for more minutes and more plays uh, at one of the safety positions uh, with Trayvon Mullen, probably not ready to go until training camp. Uh, who's the other starter alongside Rock Yassin at cornerback? So uh, that's off the top of my head for defense. What are you looking at? Yeah, same kind of things, right? I, I there's to me just when you kind of look at where they're at on all three levels, the, the, the players, the talent they brought in, and, and the talent that they have returning, the players that they have returning. I think there are fewer um, questions on that side of the ball when it comes to personnel. I'm more so curious to see, you know, just what the the imprint that Patrick Graham is going to leave on this defense and what kind of what kind of um, schemes and fronts we're going to see if, if we see any of those things tomorrow. We know he's multiple. Um, we know he's, there's versatility with his defense. We also know that we might be expecting a 3-4 this year with, with Max Crosby standing up a little bit, Chandler Jones standing up a little bit and getting after the passer. So, yeah, there are, I think there are questions at linebacker at corner, you know, relatively speaking, that maybe not necessarily the depth that I think that, you know, some of the other teams around the league have. But – Denzel Perryman was a pro bowler last year, and Divine Diablo, I thought, really came on strong. He was awesome in coverage. He's fast flying around the former safety at Virginia Tech. There's depth on the, the front defensively, a lot of big defensive tackles that are going to get in there uh, and, and, and create some havoc and allow the guys on the perimeter to get after the, the, the quarterback. And then the secondary um, as well, Rocky Yassin, was, was, I thought he was very solid in Indy and would expect the same uh, in a Raider uniform. Uh, we'll see what that safety uh, spot looks like, like you said, with Tyree Gillespie and Jonathan Abram entering a contract. Your crucial, crucial year for him. And then where, where that, uh, who kind of fills that void at the other cornerback with Trayvon Mullen. But the defense, um, yeah, to me, yeah, I want to see how the new faces look, what, 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 what we're seeing from Patrick Graham uh, formationally. But fewer questions for me on that end when you compare it to the offense, what we see on the offensive line. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, again, it's, it's not the end-all, be-all tomorrow, uh, but it, it represents our first look uh, at this version of the Raiders, and that includes um, the new coaching staff. And, and uh, to, to close it out, I'm interested in that. I, I, I'm a firm believer uh, that messaging and, um, uh, you know, uh, coaching and teaching is a critical component um, in any sport, uh, but in particular uh, professional football. Uh, I felt like I remember uh, last year, you know, um, Gus Bradley taking over the defense uh, along with the assistants that he brought over. I thought it was uh, and not to take away anything that was going on from anybody else, but I thought it elevated the teaching uh, on that side of the ball. Uh, and I felt like 
we saw that, um, you know, uh, on the field. Uh, the Raiders weren't a great defense last year, but in a lot of ways they were a lot better <laughs> than they had been in the past. So we saw the result of that, you know, having better players always uh, plays a big role in that. Uh, but it'll be interesting to me to see, watch this coaching staff, both offensively and defensively, how they're communicating, how they're teaching, um, how they're messaging things, what the reception is uh, from, the, from the players. So uh, there's a lot to, to keep an eye on uh, tomorrow, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And I know uh, this time next week or at some point next week, we'll, we'll uh, be able to, uh, to have a real impression and not just speculation uh, on, 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 on the Raiders at this point in the season, Sam. Yeah, I'm with you, Vinny. In terms of the coaching staff, I'm with you uh, 110% there. Yes, it, constructing the roster and scheme and all that is super important, but this is football. This is the ultimate team game. What is the culture of this particular football team going to look like, especially coming off of uh, a season in which you start because you started to see the seeds of a winning culture under Rich Passaccia and his staff. What is that carryover looking like, and how does that play out into what we see um, Wednesday or Thursday? Rather, I can't wait. I mean, it's 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 really surreal that we're this close to. Um, I mean, tra- training camps in a couple months. We're we're doing organized team activities are starting, so we're right around the corner from Josh McDaniels' first year uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders, and, and it all starts tomorrow for us. Absolutely, and we'll be back next week uh, to, uh, to to make sense of it all. Uh, or at least uh, give our impressions uh, of, of what we see. And we look forward to that. Uh, that said, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Um, uh, you're why we do this. Thanks to Larry Muir, uh, our great producer, who uh, is suntanned and, uh, and oiled up after his trip to Southern California. Uh, I'm so jealous uh, of that. Uh, and also, uh, of course, just to remind everybody, Vegas Nation uh, is sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Uh, and Blue Wire. Thank you to all of our our sponsors. Sam, until next week, have a great week, uh, and we'll check back next week with you. Sounds good, Vinny. Talk to you soon. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today.